Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hey friends, today's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at International Justice Mission. You know how much we love them. Eddie works there. IJM is a global nonprofit that works to end slavery and violence around the world, even, which I think is amazing, even during the pandemic, even in these hard times, IJM is still at work. Annie, that's actually a really important point because part of IJM, you know, everything changed in the world and you're like, how will we continue to do the work of ending slavery around the globe? And it has just been amazing to see, you know, our field offices in, you know, Asia, Latin America, Africa, all around the globe being safe and taking care of themselves and making sure that they weren't part of the spread. But at the same time, we see over and over and over convictions happening and people being rescued. And so this is just par for the course that over 20 years, we get to partner with incredible people and really lean into the truth that hope is possible beyond tragedy and we continue to come together and and seek and seek freedom and come together for good it has been amazing and just a just a really hard year for the world but yeah. uh, an incredibly hopeful year as a part of uh, the IJM family yeah as you guys are thinking about this year and what you've experienced it is just amazing that we get to partner with people and organizations like IJM actually you can be a monthly partner it's called being a freedom partner and oh, yeah. that helps IJM show up month after month and a bunch of y'all have already signed on as freedom partners which makes a way for these field offices to do what they do best which is find and rescue with the partnership with the local law enforcement, find and rescue and help rehabilitate people around the world. So just visit IJM.org slash be a hero to be part of the movement for good. Your support will impact lives of individuals literally around the world. Again, that's IJM.org slash be a hero. Good morning, Eddie Koffel. It's happy Friday. And, and you know, may I say to you, AFD, good morning and a happy Amelia Earhart Day. Is it? Yeah. As What does that uh, mean? How do we celebrate that? What does that mean and how do we celebrate it? What it means, I don't know if this is the day that was like her birthday. I right. was told at the breakfast table this morning, I said, are there any holidays? Is there anything coming up for Friday that I should make sure that people know about. And roundly and immediately, they said Friday is Amelia Earhart Day. It feels right that Lucy and Eve would know that. Yes. We haven't talked to them in a long time. I'd like for them to come back someday. Oh, they will drift in at some point, I am sure. Okay. Right now, uh, I didn't. what are they doing right now? Oh, they're still eating breakfast. See, we're yeah. at the end of summer where we used to be on the like, we're up and at them. And now we're sure. just kind of drifting into <laughs> maybe the dog's getting fed at eight-ish, give or take. You know what I mean. Right, it's right, drifting. Right. Amelia Earhart Day, the way we are celebrating, and we're going big, yeah. is uh, that Brianne got a, a some kids documentary from the library about Amelia Earhart, okay. a little movie and a book, and then they printed out some like how to draw Amelia Earhart picture that they found for free online. Oh, that's cute. We celebrate a thing. Almost every day. If there's one of those holidays, <laughs> National Ice Cream Day. Yeah. Did y'all end up celebrating? Yes. We were on the way home from North Carolina. 
one of us has a little tum-tum that gets upset with dairy, so we got the world's best dairy-free ice cream, which is, sure. the, of course, the Trader Joe's cherry chocolate chip soy ice cream. Never even heard of it. It will blow your ice cream mind. Really? It's the only fake ice cream that I think stands up to actual ice cream. Wow. So good. Uh, yeah, so National Ice Cream Day. So anyhow, all this to say, as we begin this Friday show, happy Amelia Earhart Day, well, thank Annie. you. She is to be honored. What a What a brave woman. She is. I will be honoring her. Where is she? That's what I want to know. Where is she? How did it happen? Uh, How did she disappear? Is the Bermuda Triangle really a thing? Oh, yes. You're asking the right questions. Okay. These are things. I I don't know. How old would she be now? Oh, I don't have it. Well, hold on. Let me use my tiny computer. I I have a little computer right beside me called my iPhone. I love that I pose questions. And, of course, we both have the entirety of the knowledge of the entire known world at our fingertips. And I'm just uh-huh. like, I just want to say a question that I don't know how to find an answer to. Yeah, she'd for sure not be alive because um, she was born in 1897. Oh, yeah. So, so even if she was hanging out in an island country for the remainder of her life. She's 123 if she's there. Yeah, bye. Yeah. Okay, Amelia. Yeah. Well, wow. we won't probably talk about that part on Friday, but seven minutes of serious apparently dedicated yeah. to. I mean, it's just so interesting that that she just disappears. She just disappears. Oh, oh that kind of stuff. Those kind of mysteries. What yeah. happened? What How happened? You... Yes. It also makes me realize, because in reality, she probably crashed over the ocean and they could never find her. But the depth of, like, people have been looking for her forever. Mm-hmm. The, the hugeness and that. Yeah, the vastness of our planet that even as technology progresses, we're still able to not find things on our own mm-hmm. little marble mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, there's so much to explore. Yeah. Like, we've got to get out of this house. You, um, know <laughs> you know what's interesting is she disappeared on July 2nd, 1937. <sighs> she was not declared dead until January 5th, 1939. Whoa. So eight months they looked for her before they said, okay, we give up. That's it. She has declared gone. Yeah. Oh, that is weird. I mean, the first article from Smithsonian Magazine, which I find very reliable, is mm-hmm. will the search for Amelia Earhart ever end? And no. no because no. there's still there was still something within the last, I think it was debunked, within the last year where somebody said they found in some historical archive of some pacific island nation a picture of her and she would have been and it would have been years after and they uh, were like this is proof uh, and i think it was debunked but it was one of those things where you realize oh we're not even people are still definitely not believing and it's got yeah. a little bit more meat on the bones than typical conspiracy yeah, theories that's awesome do you like conspiracy theories yeah i mean uh i liked them way more before 2020 now they feel very vicious or um or dangerous or um, mean, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Or, or scary, you know, to think, is this a conspiracy theory or is this real? In which case our world is so much darker and grosser than I thought. Right. Um, but before 2020, I really enjoyed, sir. I, we, you and I have discussed this before. I love flat earthers. I just love them. I love people who think the earth is flat. I love reading about it. I think it is hysterical. I am aware the earth is round. I know. But man, do I love thinking about what if it was flat. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I love that kind of stuff. I, I, yes, you're, to your, I, to your point, I don't like the real sinister conspiracy theories. I don't like like deep state theories about viruses, right? I don't like. Yes. I don't even like JFK stuff because I'm like, that's a real person and a real that's family. Right. That's right. You know, that's like real lives. I realize it just becomes part of like historical fiction to us as we talk Get about farther kind of from stuff. it. Right. Yeah. But I like the little like, like, did the, like, yeah, do you have I an like example? Of, yeah. All the silly stuff that was in, I know people are going to push back on this, but that, uh, what was that move? It was a book that I read a zillion years ago, Dan Brown. Uh, uh Da Vinci. Not yeah, that kind of junk. There yeah. was some stuff in it that was just silly, like oh, they built the the whatever museum to be a to be a thing on a compass that points towards this other thing, yep. and all of that kind of stuff. You're like, maybe it's true. Yeah. Maybe there is some sort of. Yeah. And I know that even behind like peeling the layers of that, there's like some deeply like weird dark stuff, but just very surface level. I like the real surface level stuff that you could be walking yeah. around like Washington, Loch Ness DC. monster. You like that one? Kinda. That still seems like people are crazy, but I like Loch Ness Why? more than I like because, well, I like Loch Ness more than I like Bigfoot because just Bigfoot is yeah yeah lunacy yeah 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 I can get that I can get there with you on that Loch Ness has a little meat on the bones right yeah. a little bit of like well the the photograph we all see is clearly just a child's project of sure. Sure. Taking a picture of somebody else putting you know drawing a monster on another picture, but there's. But because there's, there's always that thing that there's got to be one of them yeah. that's going to blow our mind. And the thing about Loch Ness is, do you know I got baptized in Loch Ness, by the way? Oh, boy. Have I ever told you that? Yeah. But um, well, how do I not call you a Loch Ness monster for the rest of our life? What do I do I, with that says you can't. I don't care. Well, I think it's rude. You're not a monster. I'm but not a monster, so that would be your choice. But it doesn't bother me if that's a choice you make. That therapy is worth every penny. Uh, listen, <laughs> yesterday, I can't even, uh, yeah, yesterday we were talking about when you apologize to someone and what they do with that apology. And I was like, oh. hey, I have spent a lot of money to not care about what they do with the apology. <laughs> like my, I, I can't control their re response. I can only control my own behavior. I mean, Whoa. I was doing all the things. This is the second time I've had this conversation in 12 hours. I had the, this full what to do after an apology because I have a friend and the friend has become better at speaking up yeah. and therefore is receiving an additional uh, additional apologies and therefore uh, he doesn't know what to do with it. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. like once they apologize, you're like, uh, how do I, what do I, do I still? Yeah. And I was just talking about like the, was that what you were talking about or did yeah. I miss it? Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Because then it's like, well, it, so if it's me apologizing, all I can do is apologize for the behavior that that I either purposely or accidentally did that hurt someone else. I mm -hmm. cannot control how they respond to that. I can only control what I do. And so yeah. and so I, you can call me Loch Ness Monster. I can't control what you do, but I can control my response. And so I told and I told you it was funny. Okay, but I'm not a monster. I, 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 I'm stepping all over everything. You got baptized Why? in Loch Ness because oh, you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah, a yeah, thing, yeah. and then I'm just like joke, and then you're like counseling, and then we're just all over. But I you got baptized forgot. in Loch Ness. Yeah. What uh -huh. were you doing there? Uh, you remember I used to live in Scotland, but oh, right. so this was right before I moved there. Um, well, actually, not right before I moved there. Um, How but old it was were you? A, uh, I was twenty-seven. Same. Interesting. Really? You got baptized at twenty-seven. I can actually get baptized as a baby. 
Same, same. But then it did. I didn't feel like. Well, I guess we talked about that, but I never made the choice. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. I got baptized a baby. I got saved as a kid, and I just never. I guess I just never wanted to because you know I was grew up Methodist, and you you sprinkle babies when they're when you're a Methodist. So so. did I. Have we talked about all this? I think we've talked about growing up Methodist. Are you my sister? (laughs) (laughs) Are we sisters? (laughs) Join Annie. Mr. F. Downs. <laughs> yeah, so I grew up Methodist, yeah. and I was sprinkled as a baby, just like you. I got saved. Yeah. I chose Jesus as a little kid, just like you, apparently. Uh-huh. And yeah. then at 27, I was like, you know what? I've never chosen to be baptized, and this feels like a really monumental moment. It was actually uh, the week before I moved to Nashville. So it was actually not when I moved wow. to Scotland. It was when I moved to Nashville. I moved to Scotland a few years after that. Yeah. It was the weekend. And you made the choice to be baptized. How was that? How was the baptism for you as an adult? It was well. It was it, first of all, Loch Ness is incredibly cold, and oh. so it was. It literally shocked my system. It was so cold. Um, oh. And so my biggest, you know, my biggest memory actually is the, the moment m- the monster. Yeah, it was looking eye to eye with Loch with Nessie, as they call her. Um, Nessie. Nessie, yeah. That's the name. I'm writing it down to not forget to call you Nessie. N-E-S-I-E. I remembered the the dead silence of the moment I was underwater. Ooh. That's the thing. That's my clearest memory is everything in, because there was a lot of people there and, and it was absolutely silent for half of half of a second. That's what I remember Mm. most. What do you remember most? What's your story? Well, because apparently we're siblings, I remember the sound. Uh uh-uh. So it was because we're there. It's big. We're it's we're in New Smyrna Beach, so we're out on the, the ocean, and it was October, I think. So it was still warm. It's warm enough, and it was so it was not a physical shock. Were y'all already married, by the way? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think I was actually thirty. Um, but. Uh, either way, so, but I just remember because there's a big crowd there. There's a bunch of people be, getting making the decision to be baptized, and so there's a big like the church is there. The services moved out there in the evening. Yeah, and I would say at this point there are probably five or six hundred people there that came out to New Smyrna for this. And it's a really cool pattern that it's not a taught pattern. It's just the way people interpret the moment uh-huh. that it's pretty quiet. And the pastor is because the waves are crashing. The pastor, my my pastor at the time, uh, Isaac, was kind of whispering in my ear the questions. And so I remember having this very like intimate, quiet moment where there's silence. And then you go down on the water, you know, they're down and then up. And when you come up, everybody's cheering. So it's like this like, and everybody's like, so you just like enter into celebrate. It's like immediate celebration. And I remember thinking, Oh man, I may not remember a lot of it, but I'll remember that soundtrack. And it was yeah. uh, it was very touching. It's funny yeah. the silence of being underwater, just the yeah. moment of And there was only maybe 12 of us at mine. And yeah. but it still was such a different sound in that <laughs> yeah. half of a second underwater than any other time. Man. Similar lives, Amy. So interesting. The reason What happened, what happened to us? <laughs> We drifted. So <laughs> we've really backslidden. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hope that's a word youth pastors don't use anymore. I hope backslidden. That's a word youth pastors don't use anymore. Yeah. Uh, backsliding. Yeah. yeah. It yeah, just I feels like, man, that because I think what 
what I heard when when leaders used that language around me was that our faith life is linear. Right. And that you're either going forwards or backwards. And right. I just don't think it's near as linear as that. I, I do not either. And so. What do you think it is? Uh, I think when, but, but, but that being said, I also think if you are walking with Jesus, you shouldn't find yourself in a long-term sin pattern, right? Like, I think you're hurting yeah. yourself by continuing to do destructive behaviors to yourself or other people. Um, yeah. So I do think there's a world where you are continually choosing something painful over and over. Mm, yeah. But but what I've found the older I've gotten is that is that there are everything with God is seasonal. Mm-hmm. Right. And so where yeah. what some youth pastor at a summer camp might have called me backsliding yeah. might have actually been me asking questions I need to ask and and sitting yeah. in the pain of not knowing how those will get answered and feeling frustrated about that. Because it's like backsliding into what? It's yeah. all like you, God can handle the movement of your soul and the uh-huh. questioning and it, uh-huh. and and is not surprised by the things that you bring to the table. Yeah. Right? Like or, and, not... di- and the different you know there's just this thing with backsliding that that we miss tell people that kind of dovetails into addiction where you're yeah. like man what a what a shame cycle to tell someone who has an alcohol addiction or a drug addiction or a sex addiction or a food addiction or an exercise addiction or, you know, to tell someone that has any kind of addiction to, to interact with that thing again should be shameful because you're backsliding spiritually. Hmm. It's like, no, you have an addiction. You need to go get help. You know? So I I think that has always bothered me too. Oh yeah. And, and also like God cares for you in that moment is maybe even especially warm and tender in the moments where you like addiction is overtaking. I mean, it's yeah. you're not walking away from God because there are real life things happening. I uh-huh. just there is it. I've uh, yeah. It's it takes a lot of time to undo some of those early messages, doesn't uh-huh. it? And I feel uh-huh. like the messages are progressing. This isn't. This is. I don't even think this is unique to. I don't think that this is common, maybe amongst all of the church, but it was certainly in our experiences, apparently. We both had that message taught to us. And so I'm I'm really grateful because I feel like a lot of people that are working with, you know, 10 to 18-year-olds are doing, are, have continued to grow in this area and continue to teach uh, things that maybe we didn't hear growing mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. But gosh, it takes a long time to unravel some of that and if you didn't a- hear the right thing. It's a funny thing because on the flip side, I'm really grateful for some of the black and white truths I was taught as a child because I still needed those foundations to grow up under or above. You know, like I do think there is some I think I think everyone unworks things from their childhood, whether they unwork black and white things or a bunch of gray things. Yes. You know, and so I I think I. I don't look back on being a teenager in the nineties as everything those leading me did was wrong by any stretch. I think there are, there are just a few blips on the screen that, that I have gotten to think more, uh, more about as a grown up than I did as a kid, you know? And I would say that those who were leading me, I bet they think have thought about it too. Like uh-huh. We were all uh-huh. doing the best we could at the moment with the best information we had and that yeah. which was the, our truest interpretation of what 
God's best is for our life in that moment. Yeah, that's right. And then we progress and we all right. learn. And some of it, we, it's just, it, I forget who it is. Oh, I'm I'm taking this idea from someone else. I just okay. want to say that. I don't remember okay. who it is. But it's all the bags that we carry with us through life. Uh-huh. And some of them, it's just we need to put down. And some of them are good to carry forever. Sure. And I think that that's the process that, in a way, I feel privileged that even though I got some teaching that I look back and I'm like, this was somewhere on the scale of wrong to misleading to unhelpful. Like, sure. I'm still glad that's even just the fight out of it helped me yeah. progress. Yeah, like, that's right. Like, I'm still even grateful for some of the misinformation because it was a deeper seeking for uh, what what truth is. Right, right. Like, if backsliding it, right. it implies that you can... It made me think of those kid TV shows with the slime or something where it was like, not not you can't do that on television and not um, Double Dare, but there is a there is a game in Double Dare where the slide was covered in goo. Oh yeah, and they had to run up it, and that's what I always used to picture was that my relationship with God was trying to get up this slide covered in goo, and oh, yeah. every time I sinned, I was sliding back down it. And, and it, gosh, that is just not good theology. And no one, I don't think anybody ever gave me that example. I think I, and this is what leaders can't control. And I feel this tension as a leader is what leaders can't control is I can't control what you picture in your mind when I say the thing that I say with a different picture in my mind. Like my youth leader couldn't have, whoever it was, I don't even remember who said it, but a youth pastor at camp, he couldn't have known that I was picturing the slippery slide from Double Dare. When he's talking about backsliding, he's picturing, you know, you making terrible choices and being unkind to people 12 days in a row. I'm picturing trying to know Jesus like a slippery slide. Right. Because what they can't possibly know is the filter with which we are processing our whole life. I mean, because even the way you're talking about it, I'm like, yeah, it's because maybe, I don't know if this is true for you, but for me, the image of God, especially in the early days, was married to and an exact mirror of my parents because that's the earliest image of God I was able mm. to like draw any parallel to. Yeah. And so the things that were hard and painful about them just got laid on God. So I hear backsliding and think of it the same way. It's this transactional thing. It's uh-huh. make make God happy or God is not happy. And you've got sure. to work to earn this and love is not automatic and all of those, you know. But then you grow up and you realize you're like, oh, no, 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 no. You start to unravel your own psychology a bit. And you realize, oh, no, the character of God is revealed very differently in the world than mm-hmm. I have perceived the teachings of my youth. Also, mm-hmm. the Return of the Prodigal Son, the Henry Nouwen book. Yeah. Th- that one also broke things wide open. I was like, hold on. I'm the... I'm both brothers and I'm the dad. Yes. Oh, what? have you and I, do you know my favorite thing I've ever taught from a stage is when I got to teach that story because Man. someone in the history of the world decided when I, when we print the New Testament, we're going to separate it into sections. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't do that. He told all those lost stories from Luke 15, one after the other. And the first line of the one labeled prodigal son or lost son is a man had two sons. I mean, that story was never about the one that went away. The story was always about both sons, <laughs> right. Right. you know? And man, when I had a, I had a, like, sounds like you, which we're sisters about this. I had a real run in with that story, the fr- <laughs> the fall of my freshman year of college. Oh that my changed gosh. my life. That was the year. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, I oh, had yeah. a I had an absolute catastrophic car wreck with that car with that Bible oh, story. Yeah. When the father, <laughs> not a real wreck, but an actual an absolute emotional wreck with that story. When you realize the father doesn't stand still and runs, which would have been culturally fairly inappropriate, and his sandals fly off, and he's just the father is running at full speed towards the son who has done everything wrong and the yeah. dad can't stop running. That was the moment I was like, whoa, whoa, hold on. I think the father might be God in this story. Wait, oh hold my on. gosh. I'm the son. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm dizzy. Somebody yeah, I'm dizzy. give me a chair. I can't even breathe. I'm backsliding. Someone help me. <laughs> what am I? Someone catch me. I don't know how to, I don't know how to process this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. that. mine was never the younger son. Mine is always the older son. But oh. man, when when a pastor that I really love and trust kind of sat me down and had a conversation with me about it and just said, read this to me. And I read it out loud. And he said, you are the older son. You see that, right? And I was like, what? And then I looked at my entire life in about 80 different relationships. And it it was true. (laughs) It's the end of the sixth sense. Yeah, You're like, that's right. The, the birds weren't moving in the courtyard. <laughs> yeah. He never made eye contact. My God, I'm the older son. That's I it. That's breathe. what happened. And and I have spent my life, uh, genuinely, I've spent my life not agree, working to not agree with the older son that lives in me. <laughs> yeah, I have oh. fought off that mentality, and and that if I have a, if there's a way you get pulled, I get pulled toward him. Annie. Should we answer Man. two questions? <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> I am in it. Uh, oh, okay, listen. Can I pivot us for the last seven minutes? I don't even think it's going to be seven minutes of seriousness, but can I? We ask people to ask these wonderful questions. Yes, that and ask we've got a, to answer them. And I want to, but it also just so happens I thought when I said it out loud a week ago, I was like, oh, this will be something fun to... And then, of course, we just... Who knew we were going to talk about 23 minutes ago, and here we are. But I want to answer. I think we have time for at least one. Okay. And I appreciate everybody. And I'm keeping a, a, a notebook. We have them all. Them. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, we'll answer. If we don't give a whole show to it next week, which we may, we'll answer one or two every time. So keep them coming. Ask A.E. Keep Talking is the hashtag. It's also Ask in the show A.E. Notes. Keep Talking. Okay. Want to do a quick one or a little bit of a deeper one? What do you feel like we have time for? Uh, I'm or, happy with either. You, you Dealer's choice. <laughs> okay. All right, all bets down. And (laughs) Amy, uh, Amy Atkin uh, uh, wrote to us, love Friday's podcast, which by the way, thank you. That was very nice. Also, she has a profile picture that's very tiny on my screen, but I see a dog in it. So big ups. You better hope. Love (laughs) Friday. She's like, (laughs) you better double check that. That's my husband of eight years and I love him. (laughs) And it's a beard Ah. and we're working on it. Love Friday's pod. And I have a question based on Annie's moving to Nashville. How did she go about making friends as an adult in a town where she doesn't know anyone? That is a whole thing, she says. And she said, this introvert four needs to know. So I feel that, Amy. So how do you make friends? How do you make friends? Well, you've moved more recently to a new town as an adult than Ah. I did. Yeah, I haven't made friends. Not that many. It's been yeah. hard. Yeah. It's really hard to be. I'm I'm saying it with a smile, but it is not an easy thing to make friends. Why? What do you think it's been? What's been the... Do you think it's because you know you're not there forever? That's number one. So there's friends that we've got here that we're from, that we've had for years and years and years. And those have been great friends uh, here and great touch points, but also all really busy. We all used to 
you know, lived together in college. college Yeah, sure. So we were all like, at the end of the day, even if we didn't want to hang out, we still slept in the same house. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) And it was like, oh, well, here we are. So just like you're So there was a college is a wonderful experience because it just forces the issue here. We're all still friends, but life progresses on. We all work. We don't live in the same neighborhood. And it's a whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, we all life continues. So we see each other pretty frequently. But I had I don't know that I've made a new friend in Gainesville in the three years. And it is very, I, I've, it is very hard for me. I actually don't think I have any good wisdom to offer on this because I'm, I have not ever navigated this successfully outside of naturally meeting people. Like one of my, two of my closest friends are people that we were on an IJM team together and we're not anymore, but we just had to be like jammed into a million meetings together and then it progressed. But yeah, I don't know how to make a volitional decision to go out and try to cultivate a group. But I feel like you do. I think you I do know how. I think you just haven't chosen to do it, which is fine. I think, I mean, because you have, you're very fulfilled. If you had a gap, you'd have filled it. I do feel like I don't have a lot of guy friends, though. <clears throat> I do feel that. Yeah. I'm choking on coffee as we talk, so I'm not getting emotional. I'm. You're allowed to get emotional if that was what you're feeling, but okay. Um, Okay, so when I moved to Nashville, I moved, and I write about this in Let's All Be Brave. I actually write the whole story of making friends in Let's All Be Brave. So, um, Amy, you can read that book because it's all in there as well. Um, But, I mean, honestly, for me, there was some really practical things I did. I moved to the city without any friends. I had two people who knew my name here, and that was it. And, and they both went to the same church. And so my first move was I'm going to that church. If it preaches the Bible, then I'm going to that church. Uh, it, even if I don't necessarily agree with every last thing, or if I don't like this or that or the other, I didn't know. I just knew these two humans, um, know my name. (laughs) And so I will go to church with them. And what I made myself do for the first, I moved here in August. I'm almost, I'm right at my 12 year from I may have gotten baptized today. This may be my baptism anniversary. Oh, if you did, that's weird. I mean, cool, but also weird, I, right? That if is it's July, so weird. I think if, it might be the 24th. I'm about to go look. If it's look. July 24th, I'm going to get the oogs big time. Yeah, I'm about to look on my calendar. Um, hold on just a second. I'm going to answer yeah. the question. Don't let me forget the question. Don't let me forget the we question. Won't, we won't. I won't. Amy and her hairy husband will not let us forget. <laughs> Let me see. My calendar's like, you want me to go to 2008? <laughs> like, why would you? I don't even what? keep it. Are you on a paper calendar right now? No, 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 no. I'm looking at my phone. I moved to Nashville on August 3rd. I got baptized. Oh, it's not jump. It's not coming up. I think I got baptized on the 20. I think I got baptized on the 25th. I think it's tomorrow. Oh, that um, is so weird that is to me. So weird. I know. Okay. So when I moved here, the only two people knew my name. Uh, one of the, so I made myself from August until December. So for the rest of 2008, every person that I met at church or at, with my church friends and that, that we spoke and they said, we should get coffee or anybody who made any step toward me. I made myself say yes. Even if I didn't think they'd be an easy natural friend, even if I wasn't, even if I hadn't suggested it, I made myself say yes. 
And so that's, that is how I made friends is I just did not let myself. Now, again, I'm a seven that's an extrovert. So our personalities are really different, but, but that is not an excuse (laughs) for introverts. You, you still, you cannot depend on other people to fulfill your relational needs if they do not know you have relational needs. Right. And so, yes. No, I'm like, basically, I'm like, amening you from the choir. Like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, it sounded like I needed to talk, but you're totally right. Because she said this introvert four needs to know. And of course, I'm an introvert four. Right. uh, But but I feel that like, I cannot lean on, I mean, even Brianne, who's great at, you know, like, comes by much more naturally. It is not anyone's responsibility, but my own. And so I cannot lean on my Enneagramness, my introvert extrovertedness, like I have got to lace up my boots and get to work. So I need to put myself in a place yeah. where it's like, all right, I'm around people. Yes. I'll figure it out if I'm in the room. I just need That's to be it. in the room where it happens. Hamilton. Hamilton next. 2020. Um, Not even yes, with that. that is exactly right. And I, and I, and I hear the next sentence is, oh, it's the pandemic. We're not meeting new people. I know it's a been, I know I'm not meeting new people. <laughs> like right. I feel the loss of that too. Um, but I also know that my bookstore, that my local bookstore down the street, Parnassus has a book club. Right. And so if I can be brave enough to buy that book and read that book and go sit in that room full of people, I don't know. And I don't know their faith stories or their relationship stories or their life stories. I may never speak to any of them again, but there are always things like that, mm-hmm. that I can put myself in the middle of to jumpstart ma- meeting pe- new people. Yes. And so I would say looking at your church, if you go to a church, you should be in a small group. That's how you meet people is you, you shrink the church down to a group of people. Um, yeah. I I know we don't say should around here, but I, but I know, but I mean, it's, that's if, really the church. Like that's even yes. early design of the church. Wasn't a thousand of us sitting together. That's a great place to start and to put the church into like a, a place where we can actually know each other is yeah. small group options. Yeah. And that's, I, 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 I stand behind that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that you can disagree with me on this too, but you know, I think one of the dis, I think one of the differences between our personalities probably mm-hmm. is a seven would possibly be more open to, I'm going to have people, I'm going to throw a, a bring your own dinner to the park night and invite the two people I've met in this city and tell them to bring friends. I would, I would. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So that's a, so that is a personality difference. But, but what I would say is you don't have to do that to meet people, but you can say to people, you can say to one person, Hey, I just picked up dinner from Whole Foods. What are you doing? Yeah. You know? Um, and so it's about putting dinner. Oh, the best. It's gone. I would like to pause. Salad bars are gone forever. For my 40th birthday on the actual day, right? Because yeah. there was all these lovely things planned, but it was like on the day itself, I did have, I took off work and I just did a treat myself day. Yeah. Big long run out in the woods in the morning. And the place I took myself for lunch was the Whole Foods buffet. I'm like, just, yeah. how do I make bok choy that tastes like that? I don't know how. Uh-huh. It's so, Amy, I'm sorry. We've, we're, we're all done with your question. It's time to talk about Whole Foods. That is, <laughs> So good. Anyhow, yes, no more salad bars. It's <laughs> yeah, such a bummer. Salad bars are gone. Anyway. Um, anyway, so to Amy, I'd say yeah. there are ways to meet people. You just have to be a little bit creative. And you are absolutely allowed to be introverted and and to 
and to get all your energy from being from and rejuvenating alone. But if you want to have friends, you do have to put yourself out there. And I would add to that as a fellow introvert for the best thing that has been helpful for me to know about myself from the Enneagram, because I have some, we need to talk Enneagram someday. Okay. Um, is actually not allowing my foreness or my introvertedness to give me permission to lean into my very worst, uh, the, the things that oh, are true. not my me favorite too. qualities. That's about right. Myself. That's right. And the Enneagram's never meant to be an excuse for bad behavior or bad motives. And so as an introvert for, I want to meet nobody. I know about my personality that I'm generally okay meeting nobody mm -hmm. until I'm not. Mm -hmm. And then I'm deeply and profoundly lonely. And so I try to push myself. If I'm asked the question, hey, do you want to go to the thing? The, the fill in the blank? Inside my soul, everything is, no, of course I don't. I can't <laughs> fathom. But outside I say, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, Because right. I have to push against every instinct with some things, some things lean in, lean, I get to be creative, read a book, be quiet, all mm -hmm. of those things mm -hmm. go make sure you're in a job that is creatively fulfilling or you're going to implode like all of those things. Mm -hmm. But, but you cannot just be isolated, yeah. even though everything in your personality is screaming at you to be alone. You've and honestly, for back. me, it's easier to be, I mean, I don't mind being alone at this point in my life either. And when I moved yeah. here, I watched a lot of episodes of Reba laying on my couch, not talking to anyone. But I made myself, if someone, if, if, if an opportunity arose to do anything social with one person at a group, I mean, if the, if opportunity, I mean, that's why I was at that Halloween party we talked about two episodes yes. ago with wings on yes. is that yes. was, I, that was when I had to say yes to things. I didn't want to do any of that. I didn't want to yeah. go to that thing. I didn't want to wear wings, but I may, I, I had made myself a promise. I would say yes. You say yes. So, so and you so you went and you destroyed $10,000 worth of top shelf alcohol and, off, right. and then had to leave in shame. That's if you don't right. know what we're talking about, just go back to last, I guess last it's probably Friday. last, last Friday. Yeah. The title is about Halloween. So oh, whichever oh yeah, one a, says Halloween, one. you can listen to that. So Amy, good question. We're yeah, not going to get question. to anybody else's question, but no, I No, but there are more. It, but. We will, we, we have a bunch more, so we'll hit them as we go, but y'all can always submit them at, with using the hashtag ask Annie, I know ask a E keep talking. Yes. All right, Edward. Well, have a lovely weekend. Yeah, you too. Go baseball. Baseball is back. Yay. Go Nats. I know. I know. Oh. Uh, do you have MLB TV? Um, no, but I will probably, I will probably get it. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta think. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Okay, great. I gotta check your All text right, messages. Uh, go wash your hands, and we'll see you back here on Tuesday. Go Nats. <laughs> <laughs>